Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, you're in the doghouse again. That's right, a rare double dip on this Monday, August 14th, as we give you what Zach Arnett had to say about the verse scrimmage and moving into this next phase of football camp. Here in the doghouse with your host, David Murray, and our sponsor, Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, after posting the audio from an interview yesterday with quarterback Will Rogers, we were able to come back this afternoon and talk to Coach Zach Arnett. First chance the coach has spoken since the Saturday evening scrimmage out on the practice fields. And uh, it was a good productive talk there. We're going to link the audio here at the end. I think I've pretty much gotten decent at doing this. I'm sure I could do some fancier things. I need to talk to Steve about how he links all his music and other stuff. But I think right now you would settle to hear what a head coach wants to say about his football team. I will pass along that uh, his mood was pretty upbeat for a guy who had just spent a couple of hours on the South Farm practice fields. Yes, Mississippi State returned to the farm today. They'll be back on it tomorrow as well. There was no practice observation for media today per schedule, just Coach Arnett. And I was supposed to talk to him about 4.45, but they finished up early and went at 4 o'clock, so the team can go ahead and get to the uh, post-practice cut-ups, um, talks with their position coaches, their coordinators, you know, hit the training room, and of course, the most important thing of the day, head for a meal and probably a nap. As Coach Arnett said, uh, you're getting to the stage where training camp isn't a whole lot of fun, showing up at 7 in the morning to start lifting weights and having meetings and getting out of here about 9 o'clock in the evening. Hey, they're young. He also talks about that, uh, being youthful college students, is helpful to what they're still trying to learn at this late date of camp. He did say that as of tomorrow, install should be just about over. Now, it's never truly over in the course of a whole season. You're still going to be installing right up to the end, especially with a new, essentially new coaching staff, particularly the coordinators there. But you get the gist of what he was saying, that after tomorrow, they start honing down on, as Arnett likes to say, what works, what isn't working, what they think can still work, discarding things that maybe there's no point in putting any more effort into right now to get ready for the season. An interesting comment I thought from him as well was that as of next Monday, he's going to treat it as the start of game week. Well, that's essentially two game weeks, and uh, a southeastern Louisiana, I feel sorry for you in that regard, because if this Bulldog team spends two weeks preparing for somebody in a regular season, well... Uh, they're probably going to be in trouble, particularly in this matchup. All right, all points made in that regard. Uh, Mississippi State will practice again on the farm Tuesday. It's supposed to start, oh, about uh, 3.35 or so, and media does get to watch about 20 minutes or so. And uh, that makes me wonder, are they going to move from the farm to the practice fields? Because media observation, we have not been able to watch a farm session yet. Uh, they keep moving it back and forth. And, you know, I want to shout it out right now. Uh, I hate that phrase, and there I go using it. But, yeah, they deserve it. A shout-out to the hardest-working people in Mississippi State football, the managers and trainers, because as I'm leaving the SEAL Center, driving south of campus, heading out to my home here at Browning Creek now, if we're recording this, I'm passing a whole bunch of John Deere gators dragging a whole bunch of equipment back from the farm over to the SEAL Center. So those people have so much equipment, so much personnel, uh, even just down to moving the water buckets from one end of campus literally to the other to get it done. It is an operation, to say the least, that the staff puts in, and all sorts of credit to these guys for what they do, and girls for what they do, to make practice feasible under the conditions. Now, 
we'll get the chance to see about 20 minutes or so of practice, although Arnett's been more generous than that. We've seen probably more like 25, 30 minutes most days, and we'll be talking to selected players and assistant coaches after the practice. Uh, Wednesday is off, first day of fall semester classes. Campus is already jumping. Town is already jumping. Uh, heaven help you locals if you're trying to get into Walmart these days. Uh, here's a lesson. Don't. Walmart, Dollar Tree, such places. It's not where you want to go the first couple of weeks of the semester as everybody gets moved in, but it always eventually settles down into a routine. And then Mississippi State practice again. They get, like I said, into a routine. 335 practices on both Thursday and Friday. And they will scrimmage again this Saturday. Now, once again, unless something changes, the scrimmage will be closed to media. However, in the case, this case, it's going to be 2.30 instead of last Saturday's 6 o'clock. And instead of uh, just talking to a couple of players afterwards, we will, in fact, get the head coach and the coordinators and a couple of players following Saturday's second scrimmage. And you'll listen to what Coach Arnett has to say about the critical nature of the scrimmage, and for that matter, this entire week, because it's getting down to the point where not only... Are you starting to decide on what the playbook's going to be for the whole season? You're starting to decide what players are going to play this season at competitive positions, not just who's going to start, but your second, third, and then who's the red shirts or who are the guys that are borderline red shirts that you keep active that can play three and four games this season out of a, not just emergency but because they're ready to be seasoned. Who do you save entirely? And as we talked about in another doghouse, what positions do you stay with the 3-3-5? More likely, it's sounding more and more like they're going to at least play a good bit of 4-2 type sets. And against obvious run situations or a heavy offensive formation, a 4-3 type set. Boy, wouldn't some old-time coaches around Bulldog football be proud of that? But that's more a sign not just of how Coach Arnett and Coach Matt Brock are flexible. It's a sign this team is flexible. I think the first comment out of Arnett's mouth, as I remember from today's interview, was the scrimmage just showed what he already knew to be true, but always likes to be reinforced, the athleticism on this roster. On defense was what he's particularly talking about, but as a whole, and oh, by the way, in today's interview, we finally get some comment on special teams, something that none of us have been able to watch. So anytime you see depth charts put out on the special teams, uh, even on our own website, Take it with about a quarter pound sack of Morton's Finest because it's all guesswork. We haven't seen a thing. Not that it takes too much to guess who's going to be returning punts and returning kickoffs when you have a couple of All-Americans back there. And Arnett did talk about uh, Keelan Crimmins, the Australian punter. He even threw in the old idea that uh, he's getting used to the water going down the drain the other direction. I pointed out to him that that's probably been busted by Mythbusters. Uh, but who knows? It's a good story anyway, and maybe even true. I don't know. I've never tested it. I've never been down under myself. And of course, um, he said place kicking is improving, but still a great competition going on there. Kickoff is wide open. In fact, they may not know until game week who's going to be kicking off in the specialist. Oh, but why don't you listen to what the coach has to say for himself, and we'll let him do it right now. Thanks for turning in to this second edition of the Doghouse on this Monday, August 14th. And remember our sponsor, Bet Online, where the game starts. And just if you like what you've been hearing and uh, all this, and why wouldn't you? Give us a like on Apple Podcast. We take all the compliments we can get. And if you have criticisms, well, as my good friend Tim Wildman says at American Family Radio, make them Caleb type criticisms, okay? Some of y'all will get what I'm saying. Oh, by the way, I meant to mention this too in the earlier podcast today. 
over the weekend, the Bulldogs not only scrimmaged, but the football team went to First Baptist Church Starkville, where I also attend here in town. And they got to hear uh, former Clemson coach Tommy Bowden speaking. And Zach Selman, athletic director, and family were there. Coach Zach Arnett, most of the staff were there. And they brought the team with them as well for a uh, Bulldogs Go to Church Sunday, another benchmark you have during the rites and the passages of getting into the fall semester of college. All right, here's our talk with Coach Zach Arnett, post-practice uh, press conference on Monday the 14th. Thanks for tuning in. Warm Saturday evening. Yeah, we got a lot of reps. We got, man, it was 120-something play scrimmage between the three different groups, so a lot of film to evaluate. Uh, I think a general message to the team was, you know, there's a lot of really good things that show up on film. Obviously, you can tell we're athletic and have a chance to be explosive on offense, and we can play pretty good defense. Our biggest thing holding us back right now is uh, we, we yet to have found a high level of consistency with all 11 guys right, executing their assignment the way it's the way it's intended. And so, you know, the unfortunate thing about football is you can have a you have a touchdown dialed up for should be a ball over the top of the defense for a touchdown and if a guy busts the protection right it's a sack and, and vice versa you can have 10 guys playing pretty good defense and one guy not doing his assignment and it splits you for a, a long play so we've got to find a higher level of consistency all 11 executing their job you talked a lot about the battle and safety and in the cornerback spot anyone that stood out in the scrimmage in terms of that competition uh, I mean, no one I highlight. I mean, Marcus Banks is still continuing to play at high level. You know, he's a senior. We need him to kind of take charge and be the leader of that group and uh, make sure everyone's up to the standard. But uh, we're getting a rotation of guys in there. You know, some guys, as you get, get to this point in camp, they're banged up or you got some soft tissue stuff, so it limits some reps. But uh, no real standouts that, you know, I would mention played better than anyone else. But do you think you can find that consistency? Is it a matter of do you find in mess eleven players, or is it more of a matter of you know just getting in more reps? Well, it's, I mean, I think it's both, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to find a high level consistency if you're not playing your best players, and then obviously you got to get enough reps. I mean, every day you're installing stuff, right? So sometimes you might call something in a, in a scrimmage and you've only practiced it for a day or two, right? As opposed to something from day one, you've got 10, 11 days of practice under your belt, and so. Uh, with more reps, we'll get we'll get better, but obviously, like I said, September second is fast approaching, and so we got to we got to get there soon. We've been hearing Cree Whitmore's name a lot, seeing you know videos of him, things like that. It's it's tough for true freshmen to to kind of show up like that early. What is what's he been doing to to kind of catch your eye so far? Yeah, he's done a nice job. Obviously, he knows what to do, right? He knows how we want him to do it. So you know, he gets lined up where he's supposed to with the right split. Obviously, understands he's supposed to be blocking a support player in the run game, or what route he has, and how he's supposed to set it up and time it up. You know, passing is kind of about spacing and timing, right? And so they've done a nice job of getting a little connection there. And obviously, he's getting to getting to learn there under Tulu and playing the same position. So uh, he, he he played a lot of plays. He played a lot of plays on Saturday. I was uh, probably played too much, but that's all right. Freshman can handle all them reps. Speaking of true freshmen, um, we got to see Chris a lot in the spring, but then he got to accolade himself to doing team drills. What you, I know it's too early for him, but what are you seeing from Carson now that he's been able to take bars and team drills? Yeah, I mean, obviously, talented arm, right? Uh, he's getting comfortable operating the offense, checking runs from one side to the other. If the defense, right, if the look dictates that. Um, so it seems like he's getting more comfortable every single day. Uh, I think he's got a great opportunity to 
learn under Will and, and meet with Will and Coach Barbell on a daily basis in the room, and he'll improve from that. I know we talked about this in the summer <coughs> after the, the 23 signings. The rest of them got here, but you know, it seems like we've been talking about Seth Davis and Will War. Those guys that got here in January, just how big is, is the difference with, with their level of play in camp compared to those who just got here? Oh, it's huge. It's huge, yeah. We're, we've been talking about that in staff meeting. The guys who are early and old, and got a whole semester under their belt and all those reps from spring versus the guys who came in summer. Uh, you're kind of, we're kind of to the point in camp where it's, <laughs> the newness of it has worn off, right? <laughs> no one's exactly fired about, up about getting here at 7 in the morning, starting meetings and breakfast and everything and staying until 9 at night, right? I mean, it's long days. And so it seems to me like in that freshman class, those early enrollees, they're a little bit more accustomed to what it takes and – and just the daily procedure. Uh, so, yeah, it's been a good advantage for them to get those reps in early and rolling. Last two years, special teams kind of been inconsistent. Uh, what have you seen so far in camp for special teams this year? Well, obviously we're working on all four phases, right, trying to execute the schemes to the best of our abilities, add new schemes in if it helps us. Uh, but the specials have done a nice job. I've got open competition at field goal kicker, kickoff guy, Hunters, and so I mean it'll go all the way up until probably game week. You mentioned the fact that September ain't moving; though. that game day is going to be there. How do you walk that line between still installing and doing what you want to do, and just getting ready for September second? We're we're about to that point, right? We got, I mean, I, tomorrow is really a kind of last true day of training camp because mm-hmm. school starts Wednesday, which you transition to the twenty-hour rule, right? Where that's all you got them for a week. So Wednesday will be an off day. We'll come back Thursday. We'll probably start introducing a couple scout team periods just to get guys used to that role. Uh, and then next week we'll treat like it's week one of game week, right? It's essentially mock week one. So we kind of get a, a run-through of it and get everyone used to what it's going to be like, and that will naturally freshen them up a little bit. And, and you start making decisions on, all right, what are we actually going to take into the first first game or first couple games? And so you throw out what you're not too good at and you focus in on what you seem to have a handle on. We'll talk a lot about, you know, the big transition is offense. A lot of it has to do with learning new terminology and things like that. The scrimmage, did you see like him and Coach Barber had good communication kind of or getting acclimated to, you know, working together during a game scenario? Yeah, Will's got no issues with the terminology or any of that. I mean, there's no issues there. When you were the defensive coordinator only, yeah, I know you pulled for the defense to have a win every play. It's a little different dynamic now. So what was it like Saturday? I mean, I know you want everybody to play well, but did you get what you wanted from like the offense having some good moments and the defense? And if so, how did maybe your focus change in that respect? Oh yeah, I mean that's easy. First first scrimmage. I mean, it's not hard to make a ten play cut of about five plays for each side and, and show it in a team meeting. Go, all right, here's five plays where defense you're set up for success, but because someone didn't do their job or execute it the way it should be done, the offense ends up having a productive play or vice versa. Hey, offense, you have. You could not ask for a better defense right here to to exploit with the play call you have on, but because someone not doing their job, right, or a busted assignment, it prevents it from being a good play. So that's the nice thing about first scrimmage. You got, you got plenty of stuff to teach off of. But if they have the recognition of things like that, it makes the teaching easier. If they can see that there was our opportunities. Well, I mean, we're all we're, everyone here's a college student, right? They're playing smart enough to look at the film and go, oh yeah, I mean, it's slide protection to the right, and I slid left. That's an issue, <laughs> you know. So it's not. This ain't calculus we're talking about here, right? It's football. How much uh, and talk much about special teams in that group? Obviously, you got two dynamic returners. Anybody knows about two little Jamie Young, but 
What have you seen from the hunting and kicking department as far as guys trying to take a hold of those spots right now? Yeah, it's, I mean, open competition, right? So a couple of, you know, obviously uh, Nick Barmere was here in the spring, right? Got a couple of new guys in, true freshmen kicking it really good. Uh, so the, the field goal kicking competition and kickoff guy is going, that's going to come down to game week before those decisions are made. And then punting, obviously uh, Keelan Arazi's here and he he brings some a unique skill set. And uh, so... Excited to see what what that does with our unit there. How different is that transition point from Australian rules football to, to college football? I think he's just getting used to which way the water swirls, you know, when it goes down <laughs> the toilet. Yeah, that's better than that. Thank you, Coach. Thanks, Coach. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.